This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Have you snagged your copy of my top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs yet? What are you waiting for? Go get them right now. Just go to markstucheski.com forward slash five tips. That's the number five T-I-P-S. Markstucheski.com forward slash five tips. Get the top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs right now at markstucheski.com forward slash five tips. Chris Rodriguez is a serial seven-figure entrepreneur who has cornered her niche with a brick-and-mortar business, digital marketing agency, and consulting firm. Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Super pumped to be here. Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, we were talking before we started recording and you told me you like to geek out on all things digital marketing. And I do too. I mean, I just learned like two days ago about YouTube shorts. I'm like, oh no, there's something else I got to learn. Cause now we have, let's, let's pull out the little scorecard here. So we have Twitter. We have Facebook, we have Instagram, and of course, within all these pro platforms, there's multiple ways you can post. Then we have TikTok, we have LinkedIn, we of course have YouTube. I'm still on Snapchat because I put on Snapchat and people still watch my stuff there. And of course, who knows what platforms are coming. Oh, we also have Clubhouse and there's a couple other ones like Fireside and all these people are coming along. It's really difficult to keep up, but I think that if you truly want to take your business, your brand, or promote your cause, you got to be familiar with all the platforms out there because every platform has a different approach, correct? Yeah. I mean, I think you've got to start with where is your audience at, right? And all of our audiences are different. Our avatar is is different. Um, you know, you had mentioned I, I own a brick and mortar business. I own a martial arts school and we specialize in one of my businesses is a martial arts school and we specialize in kids programs. So our ideal uh, client, and I joke all the time, like my avatar is a stay at home mom who has two kids who likes to wander the aisles of Target uh, with her Starbucks Frappuccino with a brand new, you know, gel Manny Petty while she's wearing Lululemon yoga pants, right? Like, I mean, that is our ideal client. And so where is she hanging out, right? Is she, you know, between the ages of usually 24 to 45? And that's really where you've got to start is, is where is your avatar? And I know a lot of people are, you know, really kind of driving to TikTok. The first time I got on TikTok, um, I opened the app and then I looked at the time and three hours had gone by. I literally got sucked into that vortex of TikTok. And, you know, it's, it's something that I think you should always as marketers, as entrepreneurs, business owners, you should experiment with the new platforms, but you need to stick to one to two, maybe three, and really get a foundation in there. And I think where you look to start is, well, where where's the, the decision buyer, right? Because TikTok is great, but who's on TikTok? You know, it's like the students in my, my martial arts classes are the ones that are spending a ton of time on TikTok. Where's the person that is going to make the buying decision at? Um, for us, it has been Facebook has been a staple. Instagram has been a staple for us as well. And um, and YouTube, we've really spent a lot of time really helping to build our authority on YouTube as well. So for me, those are the three kind of must have social media platforms. 
And, uh, you know, if you are a business owner, I've got to say you got to be on Google My Business. It's not social media, but it is a platform you, you absolutely need to optimize. Great, great uh, insights you gave us there. What The reason why I'm on every social media platform is I am studying under Grant Cardone. I'm involved in this 10X Accelerator program. And if you know his story, when he emerged from his drug days, he had an obscurity problem. And what he did is he was on every social media platform. And his theory is, hey, if you have one client on there, you get one client from Snapchat or one client from TikTok, you don't know where your clients are going to come from. Now, my number one platform used to be LinkedIn. I have more followers on LinkedIn, but I think LinkedIn is a chaotic mess. You go there, you're not sure what's happening. That's very well, very poorly designed. And so I had a guest on my show about a month ago, and they reminded me that YouTube is the second biggest search engine in the world. And it's married to the number one search engine in the world. And she says, you need to be on YouTube. So I have read, looked at my, what's my biggest priority? My number one priority is YouTube, because as you know, with YouTube, it's not like in the here and now. So someone could be searching like how to be more productive and get a video of mine from two years ago. That really doesn't happen on too much on the other social media platforms. So I am really become a student of YouTube because when I learned how to learn how to, when I learned how to do podcasting back in 2017, I went to Google and typed in, how do I start a podcast? It sent me over to YouTube. And I thought it was interesting that the very reason why I created my podcast was because of YouTube. And then all these years I was neglecting it. So I, I, I came to my senses and I learned. So even though I'm on every platform, YouTube is definitely number one. I'm trying to grow my Instagram, which is number two, Facebook, probably a number three, but I'm still on Snapchat. I'm still on TikTok, Twitter. I, I don't have any followers on Twitter. I think like 14, but I'm putting content out there because to Grant's, uh, what Grant says, you never know your post on Twitter might click and all of a sudden someone becomes a client. But I agree with you. You do need to have a priority of your top one to three. Yeah, I mean, I love Grant Cardone, been following him for a while. Uh, one of my favorite quotes that he says is best known beats best, yeah. right? You can have the absolute best service, best product, but if nobody knows you, it, it doesn't really matter. And that was, uh, that resonated with me so much that the, uh, my, my book that I just published last week is called The Best Known Dojo. And it's all about this concept of being omnipresent and having multiple lines out in, you know, in the ocean. Um, so I'm a, I'm a huge Grant Cardone fan. And I truly do believe that that best known beats best. I just think that in, in some cases it can become very overwhelming for entrepreneurs, for business owners. Um, when, you know, they hear, oh my gosh, I have to be omnipresent. I've got to be on every single one of these platforms. Like I said, have your your base, your priority platforms that you know you're going to go all in on and then experiment with the others. And, you know, that's my recommendation to not uh, end up ripping your hair out, trying to keep up with every new platform that is coming out. And of course, to your point, you don't have to do anything. I mean, people listening to our conversation, they don't have to be on any, every social media platform. And that's not what you're saying. It's not what I'm saying. I choose to be on all the platforms. So what I do is one or two times a day, I go create a 60 second or less video. 
And then I put it everywhere. I've even found out you can put it on WhatsApp. Apparently there's status updates on WhatsApp. And because I already have the video, all I have to do is put it on Instagram reels, put it on my Facebook page, put it on YouTube shorts, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just one video repurpose. Yeah, does it take time? Yes, it takes time. Every time I do a video from the start to the time I finish posting it in the last platform, it's maybe about 20 minutes. But to me, that's a priority. But I also think that people, and I'd love to know your thoughts on this, who are just like, it's LinkedIn or bust. I, I'm not going to do anything else but LinkedIn. And I think that's making a mistake because there are people I know who are not on LinkedIn. They're on Facebook or Instagram. I don't think you should just stay on one platform. I think that is too, I think that's a mistake. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think you're putting whatever you're doing at risk. You know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Facebook was shut down for almost an entire day. Yep. And if that is your only marketing channel, I mean, you're basically putting all of your eggs in one basket. And these marketing channels are, are not ones that we own, not ones that we have control of. At any second, Zuckerberg can say, you know what, if you want to do Facebook ads, you need to spend at least $10,000 a month in order to do it. Um, you know, the, the one channel we absolutely do own is our email, uh, list. And to me, the benefit of being on these multiple platforms, being where your avatars are, is it can help you grow your list, which is the one thing that, you know, you will own. Yeah, that's, you know, that is so key and we've all heard about it, but how many entrepreneurs are listening to this episode right now and they're making that mistake? I And one of the things that really cringes me because you brought up a Facebook is when people get a, a URL, you know, mygreatwebsite.com and they direct it to their Facebook page. And I just, I just cringe at that. I'm like, what if your page gets shut down? Or to your point, what if Facebook goes offline for a day? You don't ever want to have your URL going to a social media site. You want it going to your playpen, your sandbox, if you will, because you want that email address. You want the email address. You own it. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so big on my podcast. I'm approaching a thousand episodes. I own the content, even if Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Google Podcasts and Pandora, et cetera, et cetera, boot me off the platform, I still have all those interviews. They're mine. They're on my computer. But the stuff on the social media platforms, well, maybe if you didn't make a backup copy or you went live and you forgot to download the video and then you all of a sudden get suspended or banned, you may not be able to get that video and so to your point, you got to make sure it's your content. You need to make sure you have it under control. And the best way to do that, even to today, you have to have an email list because not everybody checks on their, you know, LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram messages. But if you can email somebody and say, Hey, I got the special offer, or here's a special tip for you. They're more likely to open that than they will check uh, the messages on the platforms. Hey, you listening to the Mark Stuchowski podcast. Thank you so much for doing so. I really appreciate it. But are you a Mark Stuchowski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter and you can sign up right now by going to mrproductivity.com. M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of email marketing, SMS text marketing. You know, it is it is not dead. It is the one thing that you do own. Um, I think it should be used in congruency with other marketing strategies. Um, and you also have to remember 
you know, people like to consume different types of content. So this was kind of interesting when the when the pandemic happened, my brick and mortar martial arts school was shut down by the government. We were fortunate that we were able to pivot to Zoom and doing online classes in Zoom. We still lost a third of our student base. My digital marketing agency took a huge hit because business owners are like, hey, I'm shut down. I'm going to go look at my budget line and I'm cutting out the marketing. And then they very quickly realized that, hey, the only way I can continue to get new clients is really with digital marketing because all of the other traditional marketing avenues that our clients were using were unavailable due to the lockdowns. And typically what we find, you know, we run ads for 200 plus um, clients all over the world. And typically we see video wins out when we split test images versus videos. But when the pandemic happened a couple of months into it, we noticed that the videos were no longer performing. Mm -hmm. And when you think about it, it's because, well, what is everybody doing? They're stuck at home and they're binge watching Netflix. They're binge watching Hulu and HBO Max, and they're just videoed out. So you do have to remember that, you know, certain people like to consume different types of content and you can't just assume only video is the way to go or only images is the way to go or only email, sending emails is the way to go or only posting on your LinkedIn. And, um, you know, I, I like to use the analogy that if, if we're going fishing and, you have one fishing pole and I have 10 fishing poles. I'm going to catch more fish than you. And unfortunately, the the one of the major mistakes that I see entrepreneurs make is they're going out with only one fishing pole, you know, kind of to circle this or cycle this back, only focusing on that one platform that they want to go all in on. I love that analogy. I think that really drives it home to the listener, you know, 10 fishing poles versus one fishing pole. I think it's funny what you talked about when the COVID first hit, everybody was scaling back. And I remember, I think it was in the 10 X rule Grant Cardone said when the economy took a dip in 2008, he like doubled and tripled his marketing efforts because everybody else was pulling back. So consider going countercultural. If everyone's pulling back because the economy, maybe you double down or triple down because that's what Grant did. And that's, that's why he is where he is. 100% agree. If they're all going left, I'm going to go right. <laughs> I want to talk to you about uh, viral videos because I, I, I don't spend too much time on TikTok because like you mentioned earlier, it can be a really deep, deep hole. And you're like, what just happened? But I noticed that people are worried about the trending videos and I notice on TikTok, the biggest things I see trending are videos about the COVID vaccine, dogs. And if you have a COVID vaccine video with a dog in it, it's super viral. That's all great. But here's the thing. Are you making money off of that? I mean, it's great to have 50 million views, but are you getting clients? Are you getting money in your bank account? Because I would rather have a video that got 10 views and I got five clients than 50 million views and no clients. Yeah, I mean, I think it represents the issue with social media in general, where there's a lot of vanity metrics, right? Uh, you, you know, it's you're looking at people's highlight reels. There's no way your life is that great, right? <laughs> um, which is kind of interesting because I find I, I post daily, same as you. Um, when I have more vulnerable and more authentic style posts those have a tendency to perform better than non, you know, vulnerable posts. And it's because it shows that you're a human and it makes you relatable to your audience. 
you know, when I am, you know, Facebook recently started, you know, showing these, you know, trending videos as you're scrolling down. And the only ones I see are dancing videos. And it's like, all right, you know, you and your husband just did a funny dance in your living room and you got 4 million views. But to your point, how are you monetizing that? (laughs) And so it's a vanity metric. Okay, great. You got 4 million views. What are you going to do next? Right. I mean, you're you're the hottest thing today for 15 minutes. Tomorrow, somebody else's stupid dancing video is is going to be the hottest thing. Um, so I think you just can't get wrapped up in those vanity metrics. And, you know, it's it's not necessarily just because you go viral, meaning that, hey, we're going to be millionaires. It doesn't work that way. Unfortunately, yeah. So I want to talk to you. I want to get your thoughts on this because I notice, you know, YouTube now has their 60 second shorts. You have Instagram reels. You have TikTok. Of course, you have Snapchat. It's always been there. The originator of all these stories. You have Facebook. I, I think that the reason why these short form videos do so well is because they're raw. When you have the other videos, they can be highly produced and all these special effects. But I think the social media platforms are going this way because they want more real life. They want in the moment captures a video. Do you think that's why they're doing this? Yeah, but I also think our attention spans have gotten a lot shorter (laughs) over the years as well. And it's just, uh, you know, am I going to sit there and watch a six minute video or am I going to sit there and watch, you know, 50, 15 second videos? And um, so I do believe that social media has uh, you know, played an effect in the length of our, our attention span. But um, it, it does, you know, reward content creators to do those shorter, you know, the shorter videos. And it's pretty interesting because the plat- each platform is so different, right? We see on Facebook that videos, particularly paid videos, right, for paid advertising that are between 15 to 60 seconds perform the best. But for YouTube, I think the 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 uh, the stat is the average video length of videos that are on the first page, right? So if you look up videos like how to be more productive, the average length is almost 15 minutes long on YouTube. So if you're trying to do longer form content, you need to make sure that it's on the appropriate platform. Me personally, I love the shorter content. I absolutely love Instagram stories, you know, Facebook stories. Because it really gives you an insider's look to what that person's actual day is, right? It's not necessarily just the highlight reel on their, you know, profile or on their feed. It's, uh, you know, it's really what they're going through day to day. And it makes you feel more connected with them, right? You can watch, you know, these well-known celebrities, these billionaires out there and get to see what they're doing on a day-to-day basis. It is a really amazing time that we're living in. I know that there's some, you know, entrepreneurs that are are very well known that I follow. I mean, Grant Cardone is one of them and the amount of free information that they're giving out mm-hmm. is better than a lot of the paid information that's out there. And what what a great time to be alive because I can now be mentored by a billionaire that lives halfway across the country simply by following them online. Mm. Very, very true. But you, where, where, where are you located? You're said you're in Tampa, right? Yes, I'm in Tampa, Florida. So you're really close to Grant. He's over in Miami. So you're not right. across the country anymore. Uh, you know, what's interesting is in case people don't know about this new phenomenon, YouTube shorts, it's brand new and YouTube is really showing a lot of love. Shorts and Instagram reels are like the same. They don't disappear. 
Okay, stories disappear. But I tell you, one of the things I like about the short content, and I, I don't get the 15 seconds, you got to really be good at that, but it's forcing people to get straight to the point. I think when you have a long form video, hi, I'm Mark Strachowski, I'm a productivity expert, I'm glad you're here. You don't do that stuff in a short video because you have 60 seconds or less. And so people are just, boom, getting right to the content. Same with stories. I mean, what I do is I make an Instagram reel and I'll chop it up and put it on the story so you get it in the feed and you get it on the on the story. But people, when they're going to watch a reel or a YouTube short, they don't want fluff. They want you to get right to the point. And if that takes you 26 seconds, stop the video. You don't need to stretch it out. And this is one of the things I'm struggling with that. Okay. Oh, it's only 31 seconds. Stop the video. You said what you had to say. Stop it. But I think a lot of people, it's like the old story, a goldfish will grow to the size of its tank. And I think people go, well, I have 60 seconds or in TikTok three minutes now. And I would love to know the metrics on TikTok. How many people are actually watching all three minutes? That's a long time to watch a short short form videos, three minutes. I think 30 to 60 seconds is magic, but you said 15 to 30 seconds is pretty cool, but you got to get really to the point and you got to say one point and you got to say it all. So people can understand that you can't talk like a really fast used car salesman. It is an art. I mean, some people do it better than others, but I think if you can get your point across in shorter time than most, I think you're going to be better off. Does your to-do list have you overwhelmed? When you join my digital productivity coaching program, you'll learn how to get and stay focused, become untangled from the chaos of your to-do list, experience less overwhelm, and have time to do what you really want to do. Sign up today by clicking the coaching tab at mrproductivity.com. Yeah, you know, uh, Facebook Live has been around for a while now. And one of the things that frustrates me when I see somebody go live is the first couple of minutes is just nothing. Yes. And they sit there and they say, oh, we're going to wait for people to get on. And then they individually, and you know, we've actually seen a decline in the amount of viewers on our Facebook lives. And I think it's because people are just so in tune with getting to the point immediately, right? Uh, there's an unlimited amount of money we can make. There's not an unlimited amount of time we have. Don't waste my time by saying, oh, the Facebook Live starts at 3 p.m., but it really doesn't start until 3.07 because you're waiting for everybody to log on. And anyways, most people watch the replays. So just get to the point. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm a huge fan in this short content. It's really exploded over the last couple of years. I think it's only going to continue to explode. And like you said, it is an art form because some people are very verbose. They, uh, you know, like to use 30 <laughs> words when 10 words can get to it. And, you yeah. know, it's kind of funny. My wife is that way. I, and, and if I need her to get to the point, I'll just say, babe, can you bullet point it? Right. <laughs> just give it to me in bullet point fashion. Um, you know, because that's just how my mind works. Uh, it's funny you said that. I'm the same way with my wife, exact same way, because my wife will go. I live in Houston. So to go from Houston, San Antonio, she'll go east around the world. I'm like, honey, just just what is the bottom line? Like when I go to long form sales page, I skip all the way to the bottom to see the price because I know it could be the greatest program in the world. But if it's a trillion dollars, I can't afford it. So I, I go to the bottom line. I'm like you bottom line it. 
get right to the point. I rather have you just rip the bandage off and tell me this point than get it beat around the bush. And so I, you and I are simpatico with that. <laughs> so let's talk about it, it. Let me ask you this question. Is there any other mistakes when it comes to digital marketing that you haven't told us about already that you want to make sure the listener gets? Yeah, I mean, I I think the, you know, we've covered being omnipresent, the importance of that, uh, the whole best known beats best. Ultimately, we want to be in somebody's mental Rolodex, right? If I tell you right now, uh, you just got a flat tire, you're in your, you know, home city, where are you taking your car? There's some business that's immediately going to pop into your mind because they're already in your mental Rolodex. And it's important to understand that there's a journey that our customers go on Mm -hmm. and we all want to get them to that purchase stage, right? But there's an awareness stage and there's a consideration stage prior to that purchase stage. So if you do Facebook ads and you're getting leads, but they're not converting immediately, well, understand it wasn't a complete waste of money because now you have them on your list. Now they're aware of you. Then we can move them to consideration with other marketing strategies to eventually get them to purchase, but ultimately being in their mental Rolodex, which is why I love email marketing so much and why we're in our customer's inbox multiple times a week, even if they're not opening our emails, which we have, we're averaging around a 28 to 29% open rate, which is great. But even if they weren't, they're seeing our name. And it's just that other, that other touch point. You know, there's studies out there that say, oh, it takes nine touch points. There's other studies that say it takes 33 touch points. So, Obviously, we, we want to have proper strategies in place with our digital marketing. We need to know the technical button pushing aspect. But I think sometimes people give up too early because those leads don't immediately convert. And you've just got to remember that there's a customer journey that they're cycling through. You know, to your point, I have a monthly membership program and I recently got a client who had been listening to my podcast for several months. Now, a touch point is anytime they come into connect, connect contact with you, could be your email, could be a social media post, could be a podcast, whatever. And all of a sudden they said, yeah, I decided to try it out. But because I was touching this person over and over again, he kept hearing on the podcast, hey, he's got this membership program. He finally said, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot, but it didn't happen on the first time or the second time or the third time. I don't know how many, obviously I have no idea how many touch points he had, but the point was it was more than one. And I think to your point, people are not patient. You don't know as your touch points start adding up, you don't know. They may go, Hmm, man, I need to go. I need to contact Chris. Ah, no, not this week. Then they hear you again. Oh, I really got to reach out to Chris. And the more times they hear your name, then they go, you know what? I got to call Chris. But if you only do it once or twice and give up on them, well, then you're never going to get the sale because you gave up on them. People, I I don't know about you, Chris, very few, very few times have I ever bought on the spot. It's several touch points. That's the, it's the truth of selling. Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent. And even if they're not the one that purchases, maybe their best friends asking them, Hey, do you know somebody? Oh, actually, you know, I've never used their services, but I see them everywhere. And again, that goes back to best known beats best. Wow. That, that is pure gold. Anything else you want to share with us before we wrap up today? No, I mean, I just uh, hope, you know, if, if the one analogy that, that people can take away, it's you make sure you have 10 fishing lines yes. out in the ocean, not one. Don't put all of your eggs in one basket. And, 
you know, because of, I, I joke with my team all the time, like guys, I, I built multi-million dollar businesses because of Google and YouTube, right? There's, there's nothing super special about me. I just know, I know how to be resourceful mm-hmm. and there is the technical button pushing aspect of digital marketing. And then there's the strategy aspect and you got to have both. And uh, whether that's you decide, Hey, really anything in our business, we've got two choices. I'm either going to invest my time and my energy, or I'm going to invest my, my money, right? Like what's that going to be? Whether that's your social media marketing, whether that's your Facebook ads, whether that's your email marketing. Um, I am a self-proclaimed skill collector. And I think those of us that made it through the pandemic on the other side stronger, it was because we had specific skills that we had already collected that we were able to leverage when the shutdowns happened. So continue to be skill collectors. It's something that nobody can take away from you. And remember that it's not just the technical aspect of marketing. It's also the strategic aspect of marketing. And if you compare those two together, then, uh, you know, you're, you're, aim of marketing will be to make selling superfluous. Selling won't even be necessary because your marketing is so good. The skill collector. It sounds like a Hollywood movie. You know, we've got the bone collector, the <laughs> yeah, skill Angelina collector. Jolie. <laughs> yeah. So what about Snapchat? I want to know your thoughts on Snapchat. And the reason why is people ask me, Mark, why are you wasting time on Snapchat? And I said, you know, the funny thing is every time I go to my app store, or my iPhone, Snapchat's always in the top five. I like Snapchat because I think it's fun. I post on Snapchat because it's fun. And there's a reason why it's still around. It's not going anywhere. Facebook tried to buy it. Google tried to buy it twice. Why does everyone want to buy Snapchat? Because they got a good thing going on. Now, I know it's not the most popular out there. Everybody likes TikTok now and all these other platforms. I, as a 56-year-old man, I think Snapchat is fun. What are your thoughts on Snapchat? Just, I'm just curious. Yeah. I mean, the only reason that I was ever on it is because I have teenage sons that wanted to be on it and I wanted to know, you know, what are they getting themselves into? I think there are certain platforms that are, you know, I tell my clients there's, there's, you know, three things in a martial arts school you got to do. You got to recruit, we call them the three R's. You got to recruit new students. You got to retain the students that you have and you've got to increase your revenue. So recruit, retain and revenue. And I mean, really any business model, it's the same thing, right? Um, So I think there's certain platforms that are better for recruiting. And I think there's certain platforms that are better for retention. I'm never going to speak on something that I haven't done myself. I've never utilized Snapchat as a recruitment strategy, but I could see as a retention strategy, you know, because sending those DMs that, you know, disappear, um, you know, can be a, just a great way to develop relationships with, with your clients. So I can't really speak onto the recruitment aspect of Snapchat, but like you said, you're on it because it's fun. And if we're not having fun with what we're doing, then we need to be doing something else. Um, So that's kind of my thoughts. Sorry, I can't uh, add anything, you know, uh, more than that. No, that's fine. I mean, I think it's funny. I read an article. I forget what the source was that all these companies are spending millions of dollars on Snapchat filters and Snapchat ads. And there's something there. And I just tell people it's fun. I've got some people to go try it out and they, then they DM me, Oh my gosh, this is, this is so fun. And I'm like, Hey, you know, it's, it's got everything that other platforms do. I'm not saying I'm making tons of money on Snapchat. Actually, I don't think I've ever got a client from Snapchat, but it's okay. To your point, 
you should have fun in life. And I like going on Snapchat and they got these filters and the filters are so cool. I can put filters on my dog, which is hysterical. So listen, folks, it's not just about work, 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 have fun. I love Snapchat. I do post on there throughout the day. Uh, it's not a priority, but it is fun. So Chris, where can we go to find out more about you and what you're doing in the world? Yeah, uh, you know, my, uh, I, again, we all have our staple. Um, I'm really big on Instagram right now. I love Instagram. So my handle's Chris Lee Rodriguez, kind of like Bruce Lee, but Chris <laughs> Lee. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, I give a follow for a follow. Wow. I appreciate you being here. Thank you for sharing your insights with us. No problem. Thanks so much for having me, Mark. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time and attention for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski podcast. Hey, are you a Mark Stuchowski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter where I will send you value multiple times a week. And I promise you, every time I send an email out to my insiders, it always has value. So if you want to sign up, absolutely free. Just head on over to mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com.